0: That's right. Buckle up, because it's about to begin. Hello, everyone. I'm Fred Staub, and the other voice you're about to hear is none other than Les Jackson. Les, hello. That would be me. How are we, Fred? We are good. And you?
1: Excellent and ready to go on some, uh, I think, some pretty interesting stories for this hour, uh, such as... And this won't be the last. Ford is shutting down plants because of the chip shortage.
0: Yeah. Which now is a crisis. Yeah, it's affecting the uh, F-150, and they don't like that because that is a big cash winner for them. And then Camaro woes. Sales are sliding. Could this be the end of the Chevy two-door sporting car? What do you think, Les? I think yes, uh, and this will be the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, what, they get about a 10-year run?
0: Yeah, I think they do about a 10-year run each time. But uh, Ford is going to take on, or maybe they'll take on the C8 Corvette. And uh, it could be pretty interesting. They might bring back a name from the past. We'll share that with you when we get to it. Yeah, well,
1: considering the C8s are sort of $80,000. bucks. mm hmm uh, you can see an opening there. Anyway, Minnie uh, has uh, showed us, and uh, will show you, a vision of the Urbanaut, which is a kind of a cool,
0: I think it's cool. It's sort of a Airstream car. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. It's perfect for van life, I think, as a lot of people yeah. are living these days. Plus, if you're headed out this weekend, maybe you say, hey, it's July 4th want to i want to go out and buy a car well we're going to have a list of 16 cars that cost less to buy new than used so you don't want to make that it's, mistake well uh, how can this be allowed but uh, anyway
1: and the folks in oregon are pumping their own gas uh which they have not been doing
0: yeah that's right before uh, yeah isn't that weird that there are only two states where you have to let someone pump your own gas, pump yeah. the gas for you. And that was New Jersey, Oregon. And there's a interesting reason why the folks in Oregon this week were learning about using gas pumps. That's this week's lesson. I, uh, I used to pump my own gas when I was 18, 17. Back then, uh, everyone, the, you used to have the attendant when the white outfit. You had the attendant. Uh, but I got to know the attendants at the station and I would go out and pump. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was the gas with lead, wasn't it? Oh, it, but it smelled great. It did smell great. Um, you got to know I, your car uh, car yeah. guy when you love the smell of gasoline, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what can I say? We're. We're hopeless.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, when, when we come back, we're going to tell you about Ford shutting down some plants. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and check out and subscribe to our YouTube page. We will be right back. Join us on Facebook Live every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 noon, for the latest news on new vehicles, automotive technology, interviews, and more. It all starts at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays on the Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Facebook Live. Cruise Control.
1: Welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Les. She's Fred. And... Boy, times are tough in the auto industry, uh, because they can't build their stuff. Uh the chip shortage, computer chip shortage is hurting real bad. So bad, uh, Fred, that uh, the F-150 plant, that's their bread and butter. It
0: had to shut down. Yeah, it's gonna be shut for a few weeks in July and August due to a global shortage of semiconductors. Uh you know, the semiconductor manufacturers have talked about having this under control by the uh, by the end of the year. But, boy, that can't come soon enough for manufacturers. It sure can. The number two U.S. maker, Ford, said it's also closing its Chicago assembly plant, which makes the Explorer sport utility. That will shut from the week of July 5th to the week of July 26th, basically a whole month. mm Uh, And then the plant will run two shifts during August 2nd. Uh, These are bread and butter, big profit vehicles for the folks at Ford. And to not have them available. Do you think it will make Ford F-150 lose its crown as the best selling vehicle for 40 plus
1: years? It could, but I suspect GM has the same trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to cost Ford $2.5 billion.
0: There's a number. There's a number to be concerned about. And then a... also, uh, they started shipping the Bronco, but they're going to shut that plant down for two weeks in July due to shortage of parts and chips. Uh, mm. This is terrible. I, I, You know, there needs to be some real action as to start making these things in the U.S., doesn't there? Well, they're they're going to do it. But it's going to take a few years to build the plants. I, why did they let it get to this point, that you have one point of supply? I mean, anyone will tell you, you build anything, uh, it's you don't want one supplier because the, the guy's plant could go on fire and then you're out of luck. It, this is my theory.
1: <clears throat> and my theory is that the U.S. Uh, business mentality is constantly quarterly profits oh yeah it's not about long term and over the years all of the corporations have sent the jobs overseas because it was cheaper to build over there and they're just now they're getting all their supplies from overseas for the same reason it's cheaper and you can't look short term like that anymore because this is what happens
0: yeah i mean the problem is you have to spend money to build the plant up front and it hurts but you've got but then you have another you know supply chain let's and put, you can
1: sell to other companies
0: yeah let's let's put it in perspective most of this manufacturing happens in taiwan and china mm-hmm. basically said they have a plan to invade <laughs> taiwan they showed it off right yeah so uh,
1: that would that would get my attention
0: yeah so is the is the solution to this chip shortage that manufacturers get together and just say, "Let's build the plant together. Let's get mm-hmm. let's get an alliance of auto manufacturers to say we're going to build this plant. We'll share the costs and we'll reap the benefits." Uh,
1: that is the smart way to do it. Um, but again, it's thinking long term. The U.S doesn't
0: think long-term. No, no. Unfortunately, I believe you are right about that. So there's got to be, there's got to be some, you know, actionable items, let's say to come out of this though, for Mm -hmm. manufacturers, because you can't stand there and say, I built everything, but the chips. I mean, Ford was saying, we're going to make the chips behind a little door that we can just plug them in, you know, change the wiring harness. So when we get them, because how deep are some of these things they're behind the dashboard and that they're not designed to be put in at a later date. These are things that you would have in your vehicle and it would never, it would never need replacement, right? Exactly. Uh, these are there for the life of the vehicle.
1: So it's going to be buried.
0: Yeah. Well, Hmm. let's talk about another vehicle that has stopped production and, uh, this is unfortunately one of the vehicles that is now no longer a priority for the folks over at gm camaro trouble uh interesting article by j targo um and on um, uh car buzz and uh they kind of lay it out uh just look at this and uh The first quarter of 2010, when the vehicle, the current vehicle was released, they sold a total of 20,757 Camaros. This quarter of 2021, Mm. 7,089. We're going to talk more about that when we come back on Cruise Control. So stay tuned. I'm Fred Staub. He is none other than Les Jackson. We will be right back. So stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com and link up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson. Automotive news you can use, Les Jackson. Yes, indeed. (laughs) We were talking about the Camaro before uh, we left, and I just dropped a little bomb from this article that was in Car Buzz. Q1 of 2010, they sold 20,757 Camaros. Q1 of 2021, 7,089 units, even with COVID factored in. That is certainly a, a fall from grace, isn't it? It's just not enough.
1: Um, it's just not enough. That means 28000 for the year yeah. to support all of the expenses involved with selling a model. You can't do it. And frankly, I think outward visibility is what killed them.
0: Yeah, they don't like uh, to talk about that. But you and I have driven a lot of these vehicles. And what do we say? We can't see. Yep. And, you know, that doesn't bother the, the high performance people. <laughs> well, not if, if you're but going it, down a drag strip, it doesn't really matter. But well, but
1: I think, you know, the usually guys that just want a really fast car, they'll buy it. They don't care. But most Camaros and Mustangs are bought by middle of the road. A lot of women. And I don't think women,
0: you know, they get in it. They say, well, I can't see out of it. I don't want this. Hmm. I find the A pillars to be very thick. Yep. I find the C pillar or sail to be just it's just like somebody's holding a piece of plywood up over my eyes and I can't see. Yep. It, and I do feel that I you know and I I invite people um on our uh YouTube and Facebook feeds to chime in and comment. I mean, I just can't see out of it. And I feel a little uncomfortable driving it. That A pillar looks like it's about a foot wide. Um, The side windows, it's like driving a chopped coupe, you know, like someone chopped the roof in yeah, a hot rod. They're look. about this tall. They're about a foot tall, maybe <laughs> less. Uh, I find driving them in the rain, uh, that it just feels dangerous. I was driving home in a um, convertible version, and that has a black top. And it literally was like somebody put blinders on me. I couldn't see. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. I And it was like you're looking through a little... Slit for the uh, windshield, you know. So uh, I think those are some of the reasons. I mean, it's not the drivetrain. The drivetrain is solid, you know. Great. They've upgraded the interior. When it first came out, I thought it looked cheap, but they've they've I think they've made that a lot better. You get a lot of options. You can get convertibles. You can get um, coupes. You can get at the SS. All that, but uh, I don't know. It 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 just has not resonated. They had that weird styling problem where they made the front bumper black and people hated it. They had to bring it right back and change it. So uh, I just find that if they made the belt line lower, it would have been a little bit better. One of their engineers was asked about that when they came out with the newer version. um, And he said that's the way they like it. Um, And uh, so, you know, the sixth generation is the one that what I'm talking about. It's on a different and lighter rear-wheel drive platform. Just hasn't connected with people, and uh, it the Camaro assembly line has gone idle a week ago. And you know it, that's going to be one of the chip shortage things that's going to happen. They're just not going to not going to build it's, it. Um,
1: it's going to go the way of uh, it. it you know, a lot of a lot of clothing in the 70s, the flared pants, and the, <laughs> uh, the Edwardian suits. It just, you know, it looked good, but nobody really wanted it.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, there's another interesting article from uh, I believe this is also on Carbuzz came the source, the source of this. The uh, person in the know, isn't that how they say uh, their screen name is Deep Burble? I love that. <laughs> Deep Burble. So <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this source said that there was going to be a Z28 that would have had the 5.5 liter V8 flat plane crank uh, that was going to put out 617 horsepower, which is more than the current Z28 uh, or fifth generation one that made 505. Uh, but it's not going to happen. And uh, they used that money to make a rear engine Corvette. I think it's just yep. not going to happen. I, I think if anything, it will come back as an electric vehicle, maybe a much smaller clean sheet approach, but, uh, that's about it. I don't, I don't think the gas version is going to live on. I don't think it will either. Yeah. Um, it's just, it just didn't work. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting article um, by Carl Furlong, also of Carbuzz. Uh, it is uh, about the idea that there might be some skunk working going on at Ford to build a C8 Corvette rival mid-engine car, and they have just renewed the name Thunderbird. Ooh. Could it be the next generation Thunderbird, Les Jackson? What do you think about that? Could be. Uh, And they have been seen benchmarking, Ford has been seen benchmarking C8 Corvette, bought one and have been driving it around, a Torch Red model equipped with the Z51 package. It was seen on Oakwood Boulevard in Dearborn uh, and is driving into the Ford plant. So they're checking it out. Now, could they make a less expensive Ford GT? Well, sure. Uh, the question is how less expensive? 80000
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: So you start with the Coyote engine, which has plenty mm-hmm. of power, stuff it in the back, and uh, build the two-seater out of it, a scaled-down GT, less crazy aero, no ride height change. I don't know.
1: Yep, that's right. Uh, Thunderbird is a good name or something like that.
0: Yeah, Interesting. Interesting. Well, we'll have to see what's going on. They could just be interested in the C8. I think I think they all buy each other's vehicles and check them oh, out. Sure. And drive them and and check them out uh and p- get people's impressions. And I I believe that's part of being an engineer. You have to drive all the cars and and you have to write it up. I believe someone told me that once that you have to I want write to be it up the
1: guy who goes out and buys them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just want to have a briefcase full of cash and say, and have the guy yeah. say, "Well, you know, come back when what you're ready." And they'll say, "I'm ready, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go." Let's talk money. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. Hey, you're listening to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out our YouTube page, all that and more. You can do that by going over to Cruise Control. Radio.com. Uh, I, uh, I also want to talk about what Mini is developing. Urbanaut, the Mini Urbanaut. Yep. Um, it looks like a little van, it's got some cool things like, uh, You're sitting in a glass pod, basically. You've got, uh, (laughs) looks like furniture inside, basically. (laughs) Um, It does have a steering wheel, so it's not completely autonomous. But uh, it seems like this thing, it's a concept, but you look at how developed the concept is and what they're doing. uh, It could be something that goes into production. This, of course, would be the biggest mini yet, wouldn't it? Yeah, but uh, I think I think this is a
1: definite plan.
0: Do you think it's to combat uh, the um, buzz, the ID buzz over at uh, Volkswagen? I mean that it sort of looks like that type of thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think this could be the mini bus. Um,
1: I think they want to do this. Uh, there's 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 a lot i think to be gained.
0: And there is a whole generation of folks that do what's called van life where you go somewhere you park this yep. this has tables in it it has a bunch of different uh d- bunch of different furniture like items and tables and all that so who knows the mini urbanaut cool name but uh, we'll talk when we come back about the 16 cars that cost you less to buy new then used, and we'll tell you why four uh, folks in Oregon are pumping their own gas. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We will be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com and link up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. CruiseControlRadio.com.
1: Cruise control. Yeah, welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Les. He's Fred. We were talking about the Mini Vision Urbanaut. And I I think it's cool. I, I really believe they'll be making this thing. I think people are gonna really warm to it. Um, they're waiting, of course. People are waiting for the uh, new Volkswagen bug or I'm sorry, the VW bus. They're still waiting for the bug. (laughs) Still waiting, but we know it's coming. Yeah. And uh, this this thing just makes a lot of sense. It's kind of mobility for a a group of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Autonomous or mostly autonomous. Uh, It's just uh, this is I think what uh, people want to do these days. Mm.
0: Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of screens in it. It has electric drive system. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Highly, high quality and sustainable material innovations. Uh, they're kind of picking up on a theme that the Fisker uh, Ocean has picked up on using recyclable materials, sustainable materials. uh, It's kind of like a little mobile office, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, Or that that train uh, from the 50s that used to have the bubble roofs.
0: Oh, yeah. And I love this. We'll pull out something from the press release. Analog Love Digital Connection. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> the table in the side of the vehicle, which initiates the mini moments when the mini token is placed on one of the slot, slots, the lamp with the OLED display and LED matrixes in the interior under layer textile or in front at the front and rear end of the vehicle, will bring together an analog and digital world in a new and immersive experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I does say, it mean what does it mean
1: <laughs> uh, yeah what does it mean uh, my response to that is well that's just swell
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you that was wonderful <laughs> yeah hey you're okay you're Moving listening on. Uh, to cruise control now we got something that's a little bit e- more easier to grasp and it is the story about vehicles that cost more to buy used. Now in this crazy world, uh, this is this is kind of a, a an interesting problem, isn't it, Les Jackson?
1: Well, first of all, it satisfies what's known as the greater
0: fool theory. <laughs> well but but you can't you know you can't criticize someone for saying, well, of course it's gonna cost more new, right? Of course,
1: but, but to, to pay, unless, unless you just can't, you know, they don't make them anymore or something like that to pay more for something used than you could buy it new just uh, doesn't make any sense.
0: No, but that's why you watch cruise control and we're going to give you a this uh, information from iccars.com, I-C-S-E-E-Cars.com. You can go there and check out all the information. They got the top 16. It costs more to buy a Subaru WRX used than new. I would buy one new. The better choice, wouldn't you say? Of course, of course. Uh, same with the cross-trek. Yeah, Subaru Trek. It's always improved. You want to buy it new. Kia Rio, you should buy it new. Then used, Honda Odyssey. Yeah, because minivans uh, get kind of used a lot, and a lot of slobber in there. So why not buy uh, a new? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, stuff lived in components, <laughs> DNA evidence. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then here's one. Yes, a Dodge Charger. If you add a. Dodge Charger 392 Scat Pack or a Hellcat, wouldn't you want to buy it new? Because the old one may yeah. have been driven aggressively. It may have been beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honda
1: Civic, you know, just go buy one. There's uh, a
0: brand new model out now. So that's why not get the latest and greatest, right? Yeah. Uh, well, next up Tesla Model 3.
1: Uh, Well, I wouldn't buy one in the first place. But, but I I just I just really find I see them all the time every day Mm. around here, and I think they're ugly. Uh, They're not well made. Anyway, uh, Hyundai Palisade that's very popular.
0: Yeah, very popular. Toyota 4Runner better to buy it new than used. Dodge Challenger again
1: don't buy it used
0: yeah uh toyota tundra better to buy it better to buy it new than used
1: and the uh rav4 yeah. Rav Four hybrid
0: yeah um, a big fan of toyota's hybrids crazy yeah mercedes ben g class better bought new than used it's so funny how this works right it's
1: it's even worse than that um uh, which I'll mention in a minute. There's the Tacoma
0: mm-hmm. um, and another truck, the Sierra. Yep. And then the one that you might just have a hard time getting new or used, you should buy it new, Right. is the Kia Telluride. Um, and don't pay over sticker. Just wait a But it here's out.
1: the thing. Here's the thing. You decide you want to buy one of these. You go to the dealer, and he says, well, I have a Palisade used. That's four thousand dollars more than the new one. Ugh. Do you think the dealer is going to sell the new one?
0: No, uh, cheaper? No way. They'll say I can't get a new one, but if you need to have it right now, I have a really clean used one for just four thousand more. <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, just uh, well, I my advice, my advice to everyone. And I gave this advice out not that long ago. They said they need a car. I say, hold off if you can. It is just a weird, yep. topsy-turvy, high-priced situation. If you get into buying a vehicle now, you're going to end up spending more than it's worth. You're going to be have a high payment and be paying that for five years, and the thing won't be worth what you're paying for it, right? Yeah. If you have to buy one, lease a new one. Or you know what? Get one of those things they call a sedan because they want, they don't know how to sell them anymore. Yep, yep. So remember, we told you about it here on Cruise Control. Ten-year-old Saturns are selling for big money. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if you need any more information than that about how crazy the current used and new car market is, ten-year-old yeah. Saturns uh, are selling for a 25% increase over what they were maybe a year ago, right? It's just crazy. Hmm. Here's a brand that has been doing very well and has been getting, uh, great, great mentions. And that is Mitsubishi. People probably don't even think about them, but they've got the new Outlander. They got the, uh, new, um, uh, their other vehicle. I can't (laughs) just blanked on their vehicle. It is, uh, the, um, That little crossover that they have that had the weird window in the back. Eclipse Cross, that's it. Uh, Right. The the Eclipse Cross, uh, that is uh, doing well. Sales are up 106% compared to Q2 of 2020. They've more Mm. than doubled their sales volume so far in 2021. It all comes down to the new Outlander and the new Eclipse Cross uh, and having new, new products. Let's face it. That's what people want. They want to buy products. Right, Les? Absolutely. And their prices are very good. Yeah. So there's another tip for you. If you have to buy something new, maybe look at something like a Mitsubishi that you would not have thought of before and check it out. And uh, it's, I, there's another interesting story that I remember reading. Shareholders want a new Lancer Evo. To be brought out, Mitsubishi hmm. says we're not bringing out cars anymore. Isn't that interesting? So the shareholders what? want yeah. the shareholders want the Evo, which is a wicked little car. We loved it, uh, and but the company is saying no more sedans. We're not getting into well, sedans; they didn't it's a losing so member. Yeah, so maybe they'll make a Evo crossover, an Evo Eclipse. Hmm. Crossover. What do you hmm. think? They could, yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. But uh, I just found that interesting that they wouldn't do that. Um, but uh, hey, we'll have to see. Hey, uh, when we come back, we're gonna tell you about this cool vehicle called Hellacious. It's a mid-engine <laughs> Hellcat-powered. Uh, charger so stay tuned for that we got plenty more coming up and we're also going to tell you about why folks in oregon are pumping their own gas i'm fred staub he is les jackson you're on cruise control we'll be right back join us on facebook live every saturday 10 a.m eastern to 12 noon for the latest news on new vehicles automotive technology interviews and more it all starts at 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays on the Cruise Control Radio Facebook page, Facebook Live.
1: a Cruise Control, and welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. Well, great name for a car,
0: and the name Fred is
1: hellacious.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty cool car. I have to say. <laughs> it's- uh, this, you know, of course, we saw we saw uh, Corvette convert to mid-engine, but what would it be like if you had a vintage Dodge Charger converted? Yeah. And that's just what they did for the Fast and Furious film F9. Believe it or not, they say there's going to be 11 of those <laughs> movies. So they're going to have not only the current one, but two more. Uh, This is a a road-going vehicle. It's built by Speedcore, which is a great name. Speedcore Engineered Frame. Uh, And they used a Graziano transaxle from a Lamborghini Gallardo uh, and hooked it up to the back of a 6.2-liter Hellcat engine and uh, kind of flared that body out, that Coke bottle body they they've exaggerated that but it it looks like a clean install uh very very cool it is streetable and uh how do you get the adapter kit for a graziano transaxle to the back of a hellcat v8 do they sell those at summit performance oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can get
1: one at your local Advance Auto.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Now, bear in mind they made nine of these. That's crazy, isn't it? Because they're yeah. going to wreck some. Oh, sure. Wow, this is uh, this is this is crazy. I don't think there's any original panel on here. Do you? I
1: doubt it. Maybe the grill.
0: Yeah, uh, but just uh, look at the cooling in the back and all that. It's. Uh, One of these will probably, if they survive, be at uh, SEMA, wouldn't you say? No doubt. Uh, Somebody's going to buy it for crazy money. Yeah. Uh, That is real hardcore engineering. And I'm sure they had a huge budget for this thing. Uh, Of course, if you remember the Fast and Furious movies, one of the things they showed was a Dodge Charger doing a wheel stand, which looked kind of weird. It looked look like it was lifted on a lift and pulled down the street, didn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: you, you don't go to, the mo- to those movies to, for the
0: plot. <laughs> no. Uh, I think it's just smashing things and flying through the air. It's, and-
1: you know, lots of uh, burning rubber, lots of uh, noise. Yeah, that type of thing. Um, you know, Vin Diesel uh, playing the part of Vin Diesel
0: <laughs> I live my life one quarter mile at a time yes, that's it <laughs> big lines like that yeah uh, it's it's just a cool looking thing and uh, it is it's sinister Sinister and cool engineering so we figured we'd talk about that uh, One thing I wanted to mention earlier and I forgot to and we should. Because we have a lot of Ford fans in our, uh, in our fold. And uh, it looks like Ford has just put in a trademark application for the name Rattler. The theory being that uh, this is according to Carbuzz, by the way, that there will be a mini, mini Raptor version of the Maverick uh, called Rattler. Now, that is going to be a fun vehicle, don't you think? That'll be cool. Yeah. Bamberic, of course, just coming out, and it is the smallest of the Ford pickups. Uh, The Matter of fact, the base model is a hybrid, and uh, this thing is going to be a lot of fun. And if it comes to fruition, and why wouldn't it? Because special editions of vehicles make a lot of money for manufacturers, and why wouldn't they do a performance version of this a little bit bigger engine, uh, maybe who knows, maybe they'll put the 2.3 in there, uh, but it, it could be it could be a cool vehicle. so Well, it is, and young
1: buyers and I mean young, young are, are, have fallen
0: in love with trucks and uh, large SUVs. And that's the buyer for the Maverick. they're like mm-hmm. sort of like the one that you, you didn't think you needed a pickup truck, but apparently you do. I'm telling you, they've,
1: uh, they've tapped uh, a serious mother load with, uh, with the truck market.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about this because we love to talk about anything car culture. Two states that don't let you pump gas normally, Oregon and New Jersey. They're the only two states left where you have to have an intended pump gas. And whenever I go to uh, visit my uh, mother and father-in-law, when you fill up, you got to remember: don't get out of the car. The attendant will come get your card and 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 do that. And it's it's very interesting to me, and probably experience a lot of our listeners don't have because they're nowhere near Oregon, um, although we do have a, a couple of affiliates in Oregon. But uh, it's interesting to me. And according to Autoblog, there was a temporary suspension from the office of state fire of the state fire marshal. That allowed people to pump their own gas because it was 112 degrees this week in Portland. And they did not want attendants kind of standing there in the heat pumping gas uh, into into their car. So they told people they had to, to kind of roll their own, pump their own. Uh, what do you think about this? And why do you think these two states exist uh, well, as having their own? Is it a insurance thing? Is it, I mean, obvi- I think
1: it's, I think, well, I know New Jersey. Um, it was explained to me many, many years ago that New Jersey uh, does it partially for a safety. There is a certain tiny safety uh, aspect. The other is it's a jobs program for uh, people who uh, getting out of prison um, Mm -hmm. for other people that, you know, are on uh, state assistance and uh, they're training them for jobs. Um, And, and so, you know, those are good programs.
0: Yeah. Interesting though, that it's only down to two states. Um, And obviously the safety thing, you can't, (laughs) well, some people, can't do anything sometimes but you know most people know how to pump gas nowadays certainly in new york
1: nowadays but uh remember i remember when i first started pumping gas um you know the attendant friends of mine at the station said you know most people wouldn't have the
0: slightest idea and they'd probably spill it (laughs) or worse than that pull out with the hose in the in oh. the in the receptacle, <laughs> yep. In the fill, yep. So yeah, and it's even gotten easier. You don't even have to take the cap off on many vehicles. They have that uh that <clears throat> cap in place where you just put the hose in, and there it is. So yeah, uh, that's, just a that's lo- right. But still, some people may not know what's changed. It, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little bit of interesting car culture there and uh yeah what is it like if you live in Oregon or New Jersey do you miss pumping your own gas probably not um probably not i wonder if they're going to have people hook up their cars to the electric charger too that i doubt <laughs> i mean i hope can you plug it can you plug in a light <laughs> 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 uh so (laughs) there you have it hey we appreciate you listening to cruise control radio i'm fred staub he's less checks and uh check us out on all our platforms facebook twitter instagram uh, YouTube, all that and more of the podcast. CruiseControlradio.com is a good starting point, but you can find us on all the social media platforms. We really like your feedback. If you have a story idea, a vehicle you like us to drive, someone you like us to get on the show, please let us know. And you can do that at cruise control Time for me to say, I'm Fred Stobb. I'm Les Jackson. We're gonna see you down the road. Right.